This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight, my job is to introduce you to a really cool energetic technique called the Ring of Power. So why is this important? Why would you want to know this? The Ring of Power is about learning how to create a resource anchor that you can take with you. A resource anchor is something that you can place on your body that allows you to change your emotional state in a flash. We often think that our emotional state, how we're feeling, is just something that happens, that we can't really do anything about it, that we're the victims of our emotions. And so learning how to do the ring of power or a resource anchor puts you at cause of your emotions instead of being at effect. So what exactly do I mean by that? We live in a Newtonian-based society in terms of physics. I'm going to get nerdy for a real quick second. I promise you'll be okay. (laughs) So in Newtonian physics, billiard ball, or like think about playing pool, billiard ball A hits billiard ball B, and then billiard ball B goes off in a specific direction based on the angle that it was struck by the billiard ball A. So something happens, ball A hits ball B, that's the cause, and then the effect is ball B goes off. And so there's always something that causes something else. In our own lives, we also have the option of living at cause or living at effect. When we live at effect, life happens to us. People make us angry. My husband makes me crazy. My dog made me mad. Things happen to us. Now, the good news is is that when we live in this place, nothing's our fault. Nothing's ever our responsibility. The bad news is, is that we also have zero power when we live in this place. Everything is just happening to us. We're kind of like a little rubber ducky floating on the Pacific Ocean. We're just going where the waves take us and we have no control. When we choose, and it is a choice, to live our life at cause, we are willing to say, okay, maybe I didn't ask for all this stuff that's showing up in my life. Maybe I didn't ask life to get so lifey. And where I am, is always and must be the sum total of all my conscious and unconscious decisions. When I make that choice, when I put myself at cause, the good news is, is I have a hundred percent power over my life, over my thoughts, over my emotions. I also have to take a hundred percent responsibility and blame and responsibility are not the same thing. And I think we get that messed up a lot, which is why we're so worried about putting ourselves at cause. Taking responsibility means acknowledging you have power. Taking the blame means acknowledging that you are powerless. They are different. Living your life at cause means that you are responsible for where you are. And using resource anchors is about living your life at cause. So we've talked about this before. If you're new to Circle or new to the podcast, you are welcome to go back and listen to previous episodes. I do believe I fill in the gaps. I also talk about this extensively in my Rewrite Your Story online course and Bridging the Gap course. Um, We spend lots of time on this. But the quick and dirty version is when you experience the world around you, 
your way of interacting with the world happens with your five senses. And we tend to think that we experience something outside of ourselves and then boom, we get an emotion. And that because we have that emotion, the thoughts kind of play into that. When you look at this diagram, you'll notice that the first place that the information goes to after it's been filtered through your reticular activating system, through your neurological filters, through your experiences and memories and decisions, the first thing that happens is it creates your thoughts. Your thoughts then create your emotions, which means you can change how you feel, you can change your emotions by changing your thoughts, which is all well and good. We all are kind of told this, we get it, but no one really tells us how to change our thoughts what we're supposed to do and how we can use this process to bring new emotions with us whenever we want. And that's what I love about anchoring. So anchoring, resource anchor, what exactly am I talking about? So back in the early part of the 20th century, a Russian scientist and researcher named Ivan Pavlov decided that he wanted to study conditions of cause and effect of stimulus response. And so he took some dogs and he conditioned them. So first what he did is he showed them a steak. And he noticed that when they saw the steak, they would salivate and then their tail would go and they get super excited they want to eat the steak. And he would make a note in his journal, okay, so steak equals excited. Then he would ring a bell and he would notice that the dog couldn't particularly care about the bell. <laughs> Just was like a dog listening to a sound didn't really have any kind of response. For a period of time, he would then expose the dog to the bell and the stake at the same time. And eventually, over time, what happened was is all he had to do was ring the bell and the dog would salivate and get excited as if there was a stake there. So the general theory of an anchor is that if at the height of any emotional response, a stimulus is applied, the two become linked neurologically. So I'm going to say that again. If at the height of an emotional response or emotional state, any kind of stimulus is applied, the two become linked neurologically. Now, this can happen super fast. We call it one-time learning. If you've ever had that quote-unquote tequila experience that shall not be named, and ever since then, just the smell of tequila makes you gag, then you have experienced the linking of something that was neutral with a specific emotional state and really fast you were able because it was such a high emotional state the two became linked neurologically really quickly now we have visual anchors it's the reason why stop signs are always red and why they're always an octagon because you don't have to wait for your thinky thinky part to read the sign your unconscious mind your instinctive self sees the red octagon and knows to stop it's just automatic you don't have to think about it so it's become anchored in your neurology. There are auditory anchors. My favorite one, if I say, exactly, whether you actually made the motion, said it out loud, or in your head, went, and you felt like it, it had to, like it just has to finish itself. That's an auditory anchor. And then there's kinesthetic anchors. And that's what I want to teach you tonight, how to use and create a kinesthetic anchor on your body so that just touching this part of your body brings on the emotion you want it to. Now, when it comes to any kind of energy work, whether it's the ring of power, whether it's manifestation, I want to remind you that at the end of the day, the only thing you actually need is the three eyes. You need to set an intention. 
You need to use your imagination. You need to follow your intuition. Your intention is the driving force of everything. It is the most powerful process and energy that you possess. And it is 50% of all energy work. And so if you set the intention of creating the anchor, that's already 50% of it. When you then fuel it with your imagination and use your intuition to guide you as to what to use, really you can only get anything but success from this process. So the big question, how do you change your thoughts when you're stuck in drama, trauma, victim, tragedy story? The quickest way to do that is to ask yourself the question, can you remember a time? And then allow yourself to answer it. So we always say, I want to feel happy. I want to feel at peace. I want to feel calm. That's super easy to do. If it's safe to do so right now, I want you to quickly close your eyes. If you're listening to the podcast in the car, please do not do this. But if it's safe to do so, close your eyes. And I want you to ask yourself, can you remember a time when you felt totally grateful, just absolute pure gratitude? And I want you to imagine going back in your memory to that time into your body. So you're seeing what you're seeing. You're hearing all that sounds and you're feeling that feeling of absolute gratitude all the way spreading through your body. And then taking a moment, opening your eyes and checking in, how do you feel? Chances are, if you used your imagination to imagine a time when you felt grateful and you really got into it, you're probably feeling some gratitude showing up. It may be overwhelmingly strong, it may be just a trickle. And that question, that asking of, can you remember a time, is powerful. Because I will bet, even on your crap tappiest of days, when the world is just spinning in the wrong direction and everything is terrible, I would bet that at some point in your life, you have felt gratitude. You have felt calm. You have felt relaxed. It's not that you've never felt it. You just can't get to it from where you are. The bridge to that feeling is actually to use your thoughts. Again, we don't tend to think of this. No one tells us how to do this, but just asking yourself or answering the question, can I remember a time? So can you remember a time when you felt totally happy, totally at peace, totally calm? Now, if you allow your imagination to take you there, then I promise you, your body responds. So you are going to choose three or more resourceful states. And I'll go over some options in a moment. But a resourceful state is a state, an emotional feeling that you have where you can access your resources. Because the problem isn't that you feel sad. The problem isn't that you feel angry. The problem isn't that you feel anxious. The problem is that when you feel those things, you feel like you don't have any resources to get you out of it. And so they're non-resourceful states. Any kind of state that gives you options, gives you choice, is a resourceful state. So you choose three. Then you select a part of your body that you want the anchor to live on. I recommend choosing a part of the body that doesn't get a lot of traffic. So you want to select a part of the body where you're not going to touch all the time. So the top of my ear or the edges of my ear is really good because I don't touch that often. Knuckles are good for short-term resource anchors that you need for a specific event. Like I do them when I have to sing on stage, I give myself a resource anchor. When we do our gratitude practice in circle and I have you put your hands over your heart, 
you are creating a resource anchor on your chest. Now, we tend to touch the, that part of our chest often, and so it gets watered down week to week, but it's still there, and over time, it's building up so that all you have to do is put your hands over your heart, and you feel that feeling of gratitude. So you want to select a part of your body. If it's something that, if it's a, an anchor you want to stick around a while, pick a part that doesn't get a lot of traffic. If you just need it for a short amount of time, pick a knuckle. Pick something that you can get the same spot again. You, can't, you have to be precise. You can't be like, well, somewhere on my hand. You have to touch the same spot each time. And then once you've got your states, once you know where you're going to put it, all you have to do is close your eyes and think to yourself, can I remember a time that I felt this emotion? And then when you start to feel that emotion, just when it starts to show up, you touch that part of your body and you keep your finger or you keep your, that spot touched until the feeling starts to wane. And you want to touch that spot just as the feeling arises. If you wait for it to peak because of how fast our brains work, you'll miss it. So when you just start to feel just that inkling of, I think there's some gratitude there, touch the part of your body, stay there. And as long as you can feel that emotion, keep that point stimulated. And then as soon as the emotion starts to wane, you take it off. For some people, this can last like half a second. For some people, this can last like three to five seconds. Rarely does it go beyond five seconds, but if you can do that, power to you. As you do this over time, that part of the body and that those emotional states will become linked neurologically so that all you have to do is touch that spot. Anytime I'm having a craptacular day and I just need to giggle, I will set off my resource anchor. Now, your unconscious mind, your brain, cannot tell the difference between real and imagined. So when you remember a time when you felt totally grateful, your body is responding as if it's happening in the moment which means the opposite's also true. So what are some resourceful states? Joy is a great one. Falling down laughter is my favorite. Relaxed, powerful, sexy, confidence, engaged, safe, excited, calm, gratitude, comfortable, happy, connected. These are all wonderful states that once you're in them, the resources and options become available to you. So if you pick three off this list, and it's usually a minimum of three, you can do more, and you can stack the anchors on top of each other. So you can do different emotions on the same spots. It's not like you have to do 20 spots on your body and then you look like someone giving baseball instructions sliding into third. So all on the same spot. It's basically just close your eyes and you think, can I remember a time that I felt total joy? Now, there are some emotions that unfortunately some of us have not had the opportunity to engage with a lot um, or that we just can't remember in the moment because the second we try to think of it our brain's like ah! if you absolutely cannot remember a time like you're just like i've never felt that in my life then you can imagine what it would feel like or you can model um oftentimes uh movie characters if you can like in the beginning of my journey i could not access sexy at all. In fact, at the first training I went to, we were doing a resource anchor and they said, can you remember a time when you felt totally sexy? And everyone's like, yeah. And I just stood there. I'm like, I got nothing. She's like, okay, can you imagine what it would feel like to feel sexy? And I burst into tears. So what I had to do is I had to find someone to model. And frankly, that's how I got into the love of the drag queen community and RuPaul because they know sexy and frankly if a man can find his inner sexy woman 
then there is no excuse for me. I just haven't learned how to do it yet, but it's still accessible. And so I channel my inner drag queen when I want to get too sexy. And so if you absolutely have never felt an emotion, you can still use a resource anchor. You just have to be a bit creative. So the ring of power is a resource anchor that is just super fun and super cool and really easy to do. And I will walk you guys through this. So the first step is you're going to stand up and you're going to imagine that there's a big circle on the floor in front of you, kind of like someone stuck a hula hoop on the ground in front of you. So you're going to imagine a circle. And then you're going to say to yourself, you know, can you remember a time when you felt totally, then pick your resource state, joyful, falling down laughter, comfortable. And when you start to remember that time and you're starting to feel that feeling in your body, when it just starts to show up, you're going to step into that imaginary circle allowing that feeling to wash over and you're going to stay in the circle as long as the feeling is there and when the feeling starts to wane you step back out and then you pick your next resource state now you can do three of the same you can do sexy three times powerful three times or you can mix it up doesn't matter you can do eight up to you you're going to do this with each emotion each time getting the feeling stepping into this imaginary circle stepping back out and when all of your states are now embedded in this circle that is fueled by your intention and your imagination, you're going to then imagine shrinking it down into a little ring that then fits on your ring finger. And that is where that ring lives. And anytime you need to feel that feeling, you pull that ring off your finger, again, using your intention and your imagination, you throw it on the floor where it bursts back up open into the circle and you step into that circle and feel all those feelings come rushing back to you. I love this technique. When I go visit family members who I need a little bit of extra shielding from, if I do singing events where I get stage fright, if I do a speaking event where I just wanna feel confident, I will create a ring of power for myself, or I have the same, technically I still have the same one that I just keep loading. Um, so there's all sorts of goodies floating around in my ring of power. It's kind of like if you've ever bought um, stone bakeware and the more you use it, the blacker and shinier it gets because it just gets all full of yumminess. You can just keep making your ring of power just super yummy like that. So really easy technique. And then these emotions live on your body. You take them with you and anytime you need to access it, they're there for you. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that when you decide to live your life at cause, you become responsible for choosing your emotional state. You get 100% power and yeah, 100% responsibility. If you don't like how you're feeling, you can change it instantly just by changing your thoughts. And again, it's very hard when we're stuck in the bottom of that pit of despair to think of anything, but having a memory, asking yourself, can I remember this time? will start to move you there. And over time, you will train your mind to go in that direction. The first time, maybe you just get a glimmer of it. The second time, maybe a little more. And the more you do this, the more you train your brain, train your mind, train your unconscious mind and conscious mind to build that bridge and to begin to work together as opposed to fighting each other, which they often do. And if you find that no matter how hard you try, you are resisting this process, it likely means there's something going on deep down inside and it might be time for some shadow work, in which case you are welcome to reach out to someone who specializes in that. You might just know someone. Hello. 
As always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. If you are new to energy work, if you are new to changing your state at will, it is very likely that this is going to feel a little bit weird and uncomfortable, and your thinky, thinky mental realm self is for sure going to be a ginormous pain in the butt when you do this. Remember that taking energy from the energetic realm down into the physical means it must move through your mental self. It must move through your thinky, thinky place. And so in the beginning, like all other energy techniques, this is going to feel like you're just going through the motions and your thinky, thinky self is going to try to analyze it and figure out, is it working? How do I know it's working? Why isn't it working? That's okay. That has to happen. That lets you know that your bridge is being built. And the more you do that, the more it'll start to move into the emotional realm until you start to feel it. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that decision will always take you on the right path. Now, if there is some information from this evening that you are looking to go deeper into, um, I wanna remind you that my Bridging the Gap Spiritual Development course is open for registration. It is over five and a half hours of content spread over 20 videos delivered to over 10 weeks. You have lifetime access to all the videos and we go over everything from creating an altar, why you'd want a sacred space, how to protect yourself energetically from the oogity boogity bad vibes that other people send you, how to work with symbols, how to play with chakras and crystals and pendulums, all sorts of fun stuff, all the way up to some pretty high intense protective techniques and rituals. So if this is something that you would like to learn more about, please feel free to go to livelifeunbroken.com slash bridge. And I want to remind you, of course, as always, if you have any questions about any of the information from tonight or any other talks that we've had, please feel free to reach out to me at livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. Yes. Um, just a general question, because you said, like, we should feel all our emotions, right? Yes. So, like, would people potentially use this to not feel their emotions or just keep getting away from their emotions? Absolutely, and then the universe will punch you in the nuts, so do not do that. Thank you, that is a good reminder. You want to use this to change yourself to a resourceful state so that you can find resources and use resources. So if you are stuck in the bottom of the pit of despair, getting out to get help, reaching out, sending an email, making a phone call, attending a healing circle, signing up for a course, all these things will be out of your grasp. And so you want to move yourself to a resourceful state so that you can get the resources you need to heal deeply. If you strictly use this because you don't ever want to feel what you want to feel, that's what we call spiritual bypassing. And that invites the universe to take a big two by four and belt you right in the face to wake you up. So can it be used for that? Absolutely, everything can. And I would highly recommend you don't take that path. Um, when I'm, like I said, when I would perform on stage, I wanted to feel calm and confident because feeling stage fright and anxiety while a healthy human being feels all their emotions that anxiety is not teaching me anything new i know it's there to tell me that there's a shit ton of people staring at me and i don't like it like i get that I don't <laughs> message received but i want to work through that and get more comfortable and so i can layer these comfortable states and these resource states on top of that place so i can get onto stage which is part of a healing process does that make sense Cool. Awesome question. Thank you for that. Because yes, spiritual bypassing, bad. Two by four to face, not so good.
Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.